It's the Play Cousins Podcast. In this bitch. Here we are, man, in a beautiful space. I'm, I'm oh, drinking, glorious. let me paint the picture for you guys, ginger black tea. Never <laughs> had that in my life. I'm surprised you didn't try like the Irish breakfast tea. I love ginger, so that was that always sense. first preference. Styles P says that, that will cure anything that you ever put into your body. He's the most gangster, green juice drinking. Person. I love okay. him. He's one. So I thought you were going with that. No, so. I didn't say that okay. at all. But no, no, because I don't want them to come up here and smack me. So <laughs> shout out to Styles. Styles please P. come on our show. Yes, please, please. We need you. <laughs> Lindsay, how you doing? Doing all right. Yeah, it's good to doing see you. Right. I haven't seen you since you didn't come on the show and went to the Nelly concert. Oh, I know. We don't have any beef <laughs> about the Nelly concert. We got beef, and we'll talk Listen, about that later. Karma came through though because he didn't do because he was backed by a symphony, right? But he didn't do tip drill, so that whole concert was irrelevant at that first, point. First of all, wow, is that what you? <laughs> that, that's why you went. You went to see tip drill. Well, I went because it, it was a Christmas gift for my friend, my right. best friend. But I obviously went for tip drill, and I was very displeased. And I was also displeased that Jaheem lives in New Jersey but did not come out for my place. I don't understand. I don't understand. You have high expectations yes. of these people. Yes. The fact that you went for tip drill is kind of, it, it's mind-boggling. You know how much scrutiny you face for that? And? I mean, there's nothing that more That almost legend- killed his career. There's nothing more... Please, he's fine. Uh, there's nothing much more legendary... <laughs> he's, fine? <Okay. laughs> he's fine. There's nothing much more legendary, though, than swiping a credit card through two butt cheeks. I'll give you, I'll give you that. You can clap if, you, if, if that's what you choose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. I I get that, but to see that performed for a, in front of an orchestra, a symphony, I don't think it would be and like a lot of a lot of older, very older. Like when I say older, like sixty five, like white people. It's okay. very crazy. Right. He knows his audience. White He's outside. not trying to face any scrutiny anymore. No. Remember, he put out sweatsuit. That was enough. That was enough <laughs> scrutiny. That was enough. Please believe me. But it, it did well though. It, it did it. <laughs> I don't know. It was a double album, so that's a good. Yeah, that's that's a good. Maybe point. not it was double. Yeah, uh, but that was when people bought them. Okay, <laughs> you have high hopes. Look, I agree to disagree on this one. Uh, but how are you doing? I'm good. I'm a little annoyed with you, I know. but let me tell you how you made up for it. Deaf Comedy Jam DVDs. Now I had to. I, I know it's Black History Month, and we shouldn't <laughs> feed into stereotypes. But the biggest smile I had on my face when I saw a Def Comedy Jam on DVD uh, is All-Star 8, All-Star 1, and, oh, more All-Star 1 and All-Star 1, the original. So, shout out to you. There's three full-length shows. I'm doing a whole plug for Def Jam right now. Right? Um, and you stole these from someone's office from Shower Man. Um, I Nameless. definitely took them from Russell Simmons's old office. I didn't. I didn't say I, the no, name. I had no problems because we, were, okay. we, we were all helping to clear out the office, and I noticed these in a drawer. And I remember Brittany from Global. I was like, "Does anybody like want to claim these?" I was like, uh, "Yeah." So I yeah. took them real quick, and they've helped me get me through times when I didn't have cable for the three times I moved out of apartments. Mm-hmm. So they're they're pretty good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I appreciate these. You made up. I'll be honest with you. I was expecting a, a bottle of wine or something, but Def Jam. Well, this will lasts do a lifetime. Comedy. Yes, it does. A bottle of wine will last maybe five minutes. Knowing Who? how. how <laughs> Who? Me. How we you. all just, you know, okay. how we all drink. Don't call me an alcoholic. I'm not prepared for that. All right. So, as always, we do our 20 second rant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? 
I'm gonna let you go first. You want me to go first? I want you to go first because I can't be as mad at you right now because I'm looking at Def Jam. Def Comedy Jam, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I have to put it down. Take it back for a second. Take so it back so I can get really angry at okay. you and stare at you in your eyes. There we go. Yeah. Taking it back. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed now. Um, you still want to go first? I think you should go. Sure, why not? Okay, you ready? Give me 20 mm-hmm. seconds on the clock. I'm counting on my fingers because my phone's dying. <laughs> and three, two, one, go. So I'm not so much angry as I am very heartbroken that Trump is moving forward very furiously with this uh, immigration ban. Um, I volunteer at a community center and I just found out that one of the kids that I teach got deported. Mm. And it broke my heart and I'm very sad about it. So fuck Donald Trump! Oh, okay. Look, hey. Totally, okay. So I I totally get it. And you got it under 20 seconds. So shout out to you. You know what? It really, it does... it's interesting, like because I knew mm-hmm. that he would live up to everything that he was talking about. Mm-hmm. But I think in the rapid amount of time, like <laughs> dude's been in office what two weeks? Barely a month. Barely no, a month. yeah, like it's like two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Yeah, and he is like, <laughs> y'all thought I was up. playing, but <laughs> I'm not. So um, it is unfortunate, but I think the way the country is kind of standing up, and um, you see. Everybody united mm-hmm. is 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 something that I haven't seen personally since nine eleven. Yes, and 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 it's it's cool to see that we can unite around something even as drastic and crazy as and times evil. are today. and evil. Absolutely. What I, what I do love about this is that, like, I love that it's bringing people together, but I also love that it is also exposing brands and these oh, yeah. corrupt people. But I also love that we're seeing brands stick up for something that we thought that they would never stick up for Very because true. we always see, you know, whether it's a clothing brand or a, a car vehicle brand, whatever it might be, we always see them try to not take any political stance. Mm-hmm. You know, we have seen a lot of them avoid, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement when all the, the shootings were happening. We've seen them avoid the gay marriage being legalized. We've seen them all avoid speaking out. But now that there's a Muslim ban and we see deportations actually occurring in the airports, I think it's amazing that there's brands saying, oh, we don't follow this. Sorry. Like, True. all immigrants are welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So I think that that's great. Yeah. Because let me tell you, Uber caught hell. Whew. And I deleted Uber. Yeah. But there was a day last week I was late and I said, you know what? (laughs) But I I walked. I walked. I I walked to the path train. No, trust me. I know. But I thought about it. Those lift prices are not cute, No, guys. they're not. They're no, they're not. not. The struggle and then I got a, is I, costly. I got a, uh, an email from Uber because I, I still got emails from them after deleting the app altogether. Mm. And it was just like $3.99 for Uber. I'm like, You're like why man, y'all doing like, this? Like, why <laughs> y'all trying to have me sell my soul? <laughs> like, I got to be there I 10 minutes. It takes me 40 minutes to get there. Fuck. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, pretty painful to be in the struggle, but I mean, you got to do it. Sacrifices. Yeah. yeah. If Martin That's Luther we King, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, if we could do the Montgomery Boys bus boycott, all right, mm-hmm. they they walk for a year. Oof. So you know, there's some sacrifices that we got to make. Mm-hmm. So for freedom, okay. So you ready for your rant? Yeah. Yeah. You you, you re mad now? Yeah, I wish I went first because that was really deep, but that's <laughs> that's totally fine. I'm still mad at you, so it's fine. I I, I deserve it. Okay. You right? Damn straight, you deserve it. Here we go. You ready? <laughs> ready and go. Let me tell you something, Lindsay India. The next time you get 
any kind of admiration or job interview and it's by the company that I'm a part of, you let me know. If you don't let me know, you run my fade. What up? That's it. That's it. Wow, okay. That's it. Great. (laughs) Don't stop playing with me. Because let me tell y'all what happened. She caught herself trying to get a nice little interview, which I'm proud of you, by the way, at the company I'm a part of. But you ain't tell me. Please explain. I know. It was very foul of me. Because I, I thought about it when you were saying it and before I tried to turn it on you. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm a woman. Because this is what women do. <laughs> because I'm a they woman. They go, but remember, six years ago, <laughs> when you didn't say hi to me at that event, I'm like, that's not the same thing. So, okay, it didn't so, work. I mean, just to... So basically, I've just been going through a very difficult time as far as finding a new job and trying to switch my career situation around. So it's been very discouraging. Um, I have been basically out of the industry for the the most part since August. So every time I try to apply for somewhere or get a connect to somewhere, it's fallen through and it's been really disappointing. So I just said that, you know, I'm not going to tell anyone my business until I actually land something. And of course, you know, shout out to Lou. Thanks, Lou. Stop um, snitching on everybody. No, Lou Lou looked out. Okay. Lou really looked out and um, you know, really put in a good word for me, gave my resume, and I landed an interview, an interview of my dreams. Mm-hmm. But um by the time I got there, I just I really felt discouraged. I didn't I I didn't feel good about how I did and I really wanted to do better and I didn't think I made the best impression. So I just was really down on myself, and so from there, basically, I just decided I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm going to even forget I did it just for the sake of not being let down, and because nah, I just nah. didn't want another rejection. But and then I already knew. See, I, I was like, I yeah. was like, I was like the wife in the situation. <laughs> I was waiting for you to come clean. <sighs> I had I this in my mind because you know people come up and tell me stuff, so I was just waiting for you to slip up. <laughs> I was waiting for you, and just like a man. You fell into the trap. I did. I in very a big much ass did. bed trap. I did. I did fall into the trap, and I'm I'm a I'm a fuck up for that. I'll take that L, but I'll I'll give you your your. That's win. right. You damn Can't straight. You give me Def Jam, Def Comedy Jam. This is great, by the way. This is really great. I love the Martin the Lawrence. The way you're is. lighting up is it's so the Martin funny. Lawrence years. This is amazing. I mean, come on. You got a lot of breaking stars here. That's some of here. his best stuff too. Yeah, of by course. Far. Shout out to. And he's Martin. only the host. So. He's only the host, but you know, you know, Martin's my hero. Of course. Martin Payne. Shout out to Martin Lawrence, but Martin Payne is <laughs> no, really yeah. the hero. But he definitely shows his Martin Payne side. Of course. You know, so it's... Right. Yeah, I love you. I love you too. All right. <laughs> so we have a guest. Yes. Um, we should introduce her so she can do her 22nd rant. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Rocco, who was here the last two episodes. Woo. He introduced, hell yeah, and it's gotta be bumping city of Compton. You can pass that here. This beer's in the in the studio, by the way. This is fancy. <laughs> this beer cereal tea. It's all kind of stuff. Um, Rocco, I think since the last year, gently, gently. Mm-hmm. Rocco since the last year was uh, telling me about his his friend that works at ESPN. Like he's a dynamic woman. She's dope. Yeah. This and that. Never gave the name. So when he finally gave the name, I'm expecting. This, you know, senior publicist. I'm expecting, you know, this 50 year old woman <laughs> to be part of the podcast. I was gonna tell you about your potty mouth and how we needed to be conservative. 
Oh, All right. Lord. But mine though. Hello. Yeah, because you know, it's takes elders. two to talk about titties, all right? Uh <laughs> Okay. Now <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but there you go. Um but reading upon her and her and her, her amazing resume, and I found out this this young lady is 26. And the fact that she is a senior publicist for ESPN. Crazy. She's an amazing writer. She is a bachelor and a master's holder before the age of 22. Wow. Oh. (laughs) And then you you ever think like, where are these women for me? But then you realize that you ain't shit yourself. So it's like, well, I I can't ask for Michelle if I'm... If I'm not Barack, you know? That's true. But you can be Joe Biden. He's the cooler one. Mm. He's very cool. He's so cool. I think you're Joe Biden. Shout out to Joe. Um, But I want to open up the podcast, Airwaves, to my best friend now. Oh. Yeah, you lost your spot. You lost your spot. Mm. And uh, Fruit Loop holder at the moment, <laughs> Miss Gia Thompson. Woo! Gia! <laughs> The glasses came off. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. You always catch everything, man. Yeah. Like, I have short sleeves. You came out in the winter, the short sleeves on. I turn around. (laughs) Clark Kent done changed into Superman right before my eyes. What's going on here? I took the glasses off because, you know, I just feel like I'm going to put Gia Gia on. This is my Giannina. Okay. Oh, Giannina. There we go. Yeah, okay. So, Giannina is the more, hey, how are you? Who are you guys? So is that the pu- is that the okay. publicist mode? Is Janina? Yeah. Okay. Then Gia, it's like I'm just kicking it with my friends. All right. So yeah, we need like Gia. That. We need Gia here, I'm here to give us a scoop on everything. Oh man. Okay. So before we get into who you are, where you came from, mm-hmm. it's customary that we do a 20 second rant. Oh boy. You have been smiling the whole time. Wonderful smile. Wonderful personality. But I know there's things that get on your nerves. Like anyone. Anyone, anything. Oh, I can I can do anything. Okay. I yeah. mean there's there's ones, but I won't put you know. Yeah, don't put anybody <laughs> don't be like Lindsay, all right? Let's put everybody's business out there. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and everybody out. Um, but yeah, so, so I have twenty seconds. You have twenty because we like to, to keep it positive. Ran about anything. Anything. Just get it off my chest. Get it off your chest. All right, so you ready? I'm ready. All right, you can we? You're an official counter. You good? All right, so here we go. Three, <laughs> two, one, go. I hate the winter, especially mm. in Northeast. Ooh. I'm from the South. Grew up in the South. I, actually, I lived in Hawaii too for about five years. Five? Yeah, just five oh years, goodness. but still. And then lived in Virginia, and I just hate the winter. And I mean, I, I'm wearing short sleeves, but you know, it, it is so. what it is. So there you go. All right, under twenty, under twenty. There you go. We all did under twenty. I'm proud of us. Yeah, yeah, I'm proud of us. It's because we had to count. We saw the clock, and we were just like, you know, I really, I really had everything. <laughs> we got an official timer now. Yeah. Look how fancy we are. This is an a table. There's a table here. This is official. Fruit loops. Stellar. Stellar. <laughs> Stellar. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so you live. All right, you lived in Hawaii for five years. I did. When? Um, I was seven to like about thirteen. Oh my goodness! Wow. And my dad was in the military, so I was kind of a military brat minus mm. the brat. Got you. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, lived in Panama. I was born there. Lived there for about two years. You Panamanian? I am. Let's go, yeah. baby. <laughs> my father's Panamanian. Oh, nice. That's what part? right. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 
love this. I should probably get around asking him that, huh? You know, maybe. He, he left. He left. And, you know, he's around. He's still in Brooklyn, but he left. So we but, just. But hey, you know, you know where you're from then. I know where I'm from. Panama. <laughs> Okay, somewhere, but that's that's dope. Okay, yeah. So you you you, you were born in Panama. You lived in Hawaii. I lived in Hawaii. So I lived in South Carolina for about two years. Then I lived in Hawaii for like I said to like I was like maybe thirteen. Then Virginia, not Northern Virginia, but Southern Virginia, closer to North Carolina, Hampton, mm-hmm. Virginia. Mm-hmm. Shout and, out to all um, the bougie yeah. blacks at Hampton. Yes, yes. Um, it was. You know, I, I kind of grew up there. I went to high school there. I went to college there. My first job was at. Foot Locker, and my first mm. customer was um, Allen Iverson. What? Wow. Yes. First day. My first day what was my was birthday. Um, uh, I want to know if it was practice Iverson. <laughs> it was, oh, wait, um, 2006. Cool. 2006. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Pro- yeah. Wow. He okay. came in the store by himself, didn't have, like, his whole posse or anything. And for him, like, he loves Hampton. That's where he's from. He yeah. kind of does his own thing. And he got, it, he got his sneakers. I think he was buying it for someone. Went to the same high school he went to. Not the same time, obviously. Right. But um, every time he would c- go to the games, he would get, like, the athletes' stuff. I would, I would always miss the game he was going to. But, like, I just thought it was just so... So dope that like, he was my first customer. That's like, amazing. I mean, it took cool. me forever to get his sneaker, but he was he was patient. Wow. <laughs> You're like, yo, it's my first day, Mr. Iverson. Please <laughs> so bear back, with me. Back then, we didn't have the phone. So, oh, take a selfie. So, like, you right. know, we didn't do that. So, I have no pictures. But oh. Well, that's just got my good, word. So you got a better connection with him than somebody who would be all up in his face. Then, yeah, yeah. Damn. Wow. That's so I, I mean, I was going to clown you for coming here with short sleeves ah. on, but the Allen Iverson story. I made up for it. You made up there for it. There we go. You made up for it. <laughs> That's so dope. Okay. So we might as well kick it off here. So you, your first job was at Foot Locker. Yes. And mm-hmm. how old were you again? 16. 16. Wow. Now we talk about 10 years later. Yeah. And oh, now wow. I didn't you, even think of it like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> think about that. Decades think about what long. you did in 10 years. To now being the senior publicist of ESPN. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let me t- let's take a moment. Let's all yeah, take a moment crazy. to reflect on our lives and right? what, oh, what we God. doing. Yeah, that make you depressed, don't it? Yeah, hello. Me too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um... <laughs> and I'm a year younger than her, so I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm two years older than her. And I'm like, damn. Where has the time gone? Oh, Just God. washed away. Spent the partying and doing stuff I wasn't supposed to. Oh, man. So crazy. I I think it's appropriate to talk about your upbringing. Um, You say you were Army. Not Army brat, but, you know, you you move place to place. Uh, Talk about your family life because I can imagine it took an amazing amount of discipline to get to where you were at Foot Locker. To now where you are now. Yeah, I mean, I love my family. I'm really close with them. And, you know, like I said, being a military brat minus the brat, I was always with my family. Um, just kind of growing, having those different learning experiences mm. with them. So it was different kind of so moving to... Yeah, and then moving to ESPN, mm. like, my family's still in Virginia. So that was, like, kind of like a culture shock for me where we've always kind of... Even in college, I was... I lived in the dorms, but I still was, like, 20 minutes away. So was I cooking? Uh, no. no. I was going straight home. Right. My laundry, going straight home. So this mm. was... This Spoil. Was <laughs> Basically. Spoil. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, I mean, we just always been really close. And even though I'm not there, I still kind of keep in touch with them. I talk to them almost every day. Then I also have a little sister. Mm. And I think that's what really kind of made me grow up because I had a direct role mm. model. But it's weird. We have 12 years difference. Sheesh. Yeah. Oh, so wow. I was the only child for like ever. And then she Here comes along. It's a little... 
Yeah, Come this little girl. Yeah, she comes <laughs> trying to take over. <laughs> what? I was so confused. I was like, wait, I'm always with you guys. So when did this happen? Uh, <laughs> oh, they snuck it in. Shout like, out to mom oh, and dad. God. Shout out to mom and dad. No, they had time. It was part time. <laughs> they snuck it in. Okay. So yeah, so like I'm really close with her to even like I mean, now she's in high school, so I'm just like that. She's taller than me, even though I'm like this is my little sister, but I'm pointing up. Right. And like I kind of like you know obviously my family brought her up, but like I played a big role of that. Um, it was almost like I had the the car seat in my back seat, so I was like, is she teen mom? I'm like, no, it's, it's actually my sister. <laughs> my little sister. Wow. <laughs> and my dad, oh my gosh. So like he would say, oh, if you see a group of guys, just be like, mommy, mommy. I'm like, nowadays, like people don't care. But like back then, it was just, I'm like, who's taking you to the movies? <laughs> right. So here. you okay. kind of help, so you're you like help the raise her. mom now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. You help raise her. Mm-hmm. As so I well. think that's kind of what what kind of builds my mentality, my personality, my kind of my drive because she's like looking at me as a role model. So you know who she reminds me of, Gia, you remind me of this other girl named Gia. Gia oh. Peppers. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's absolutely. Like Gia Peppers, first of all, shout out to the Black Girl Podcast. Um they're so dope. A, so dope. But she comes from the same kind of dynamic family. Mm-hmm. Same DMV area oh, background. Nice. And she's just bubbly and hardworking as well. Hard work. You can't challenge her on her work ethic and just so nice and grateful about everything. Oh, wow. Maybe it's the name. But she's also and she's also a um a, a host for the Washington Wizards game as well. Is she? Yeah. yeah. She oh, is. you guys wow, might run the in a similar circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. we have to connect. Yeah, y'all probably click clack. The yeah. Gia team, y'all should definitely start something about <laughs> positive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm naming my daughter Gia. Yeah. I'm naming my son Gia. Because why not? And my Some, pet. Name your pet Gia. Yes. We may change this. We should change it to the Gia podcast. Wow. Just so there could be positivity raining. Absolutely. It's something in I've the name. I've never seen her ha- Even like on a day where she's like tired, I've never seen her not like that drive. I've right. never seen it not within. That's crazy. So well, I say when I'm, when I'm angry, it's when I'm hungry. So, oh, you get so hangry. I'm, I'm completely different. Like, right. Good thing we let her have the fruit loops. Yeah, the fruit well, loops is good. Friend, I was like, man, I'm so hungry. Oh, we got to bring snacks because if I don't have snacks, it's just going to be You get like hangry. And nobody wants to get cut here. Nobody got time to sue you. I will, but nobody got time for it. Okay, so that's where the drive comes. Where's the the the... the personality come from though like you have you already brung so much light into the room right so with us we we react off of people's personality so we high we low we mid but you have just enhanced the podcast we smiling thank you this beer i didn't even have any yet you know it's not that type of day yet um but where does that personality come from you know, my dad is from New York. He's from Brooklyn. And what's up? <laughs> See, I knew it. So many connected me. I feel it. Is Brooklyn right? You see? Yeah, you are. You are Brooklyn out. Are, yeah, you are right or die. Sorry, continue. Yes, yes. Uh, Crown Heights and like. Without <laughs> God. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. continue that, no, that's my last Brooklyn moment. I promise. And, like, I mean, you know, we would come up here and he, like, my dad just has the personality where he talks to anyone, where my mom would make the joke, like, we're driving, he's like, hey, what's up? She's like, do you know? And he's like, no, but. (laughs) So I think, like, just kind of growing up seeing that, that's just, like, my personality Mm -hmm. where, you know, you want to bring that energy. You want, like, even if you don't know the person, they know 
hey, you're always smiling. Like, you know, you want to be genuine. You don't want to just be like smiling and fake, but like, you know, genuinely trying to kind of have a contagious energy. So mm. I think that's where it came from. <laughs> where did you, uh, what kind of drove you to get into public relations? For public relations, well, actually it started, I'll say I really wanted to be like an editor-in-chief of like Teen Vogue or Seventeen mm. Magazine. Mm. But then, in, oh, I wanted to go NYU. And my parents was like, uh, no. <laughs> they didn't want you that Why? far. They didn't want me that far. Um, um, because it was just like such a close-knit family. So they didn't want me far. But like I had a PowerPoint. I had like a whole list, everything. It was just a no. So I wasted It's a wonderful Cosby <laughs> moment. I feel like this is great. There's a PowerPoint on why I should be going to NYU. Like, here's my pitch. Please let here's me know when five business days. Right. <laughs> Well, I guess that's where it started because I did a pitch to go, it wasn't successful. You know, so. that makes sense. <laughs> that's that makes crazy. Sense. Honestly, that's how my father is. If He's like, if you can convince me why this is a career for you, then fine. Mother's just like, no, <laughs> no, no. And you're not going. It's just like, okay, well. Oh no, my continue. gosh. Yeah. So um, in college, I did my bachelor's in communications because I actually hated the English classes, which sounds terrible, but like I said, I want to be editor in chief. So when I did the English class, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. Communication did a public relations, and then for my master's, I did uh, communications, and I focused on why male college athletes aspire to play their sport professionally more mm. than female college athletes. Mm. And that really kind of that's what really got me more into the sport aspect of it, where you see the fans, like, or even ratings or viewership. More people are, are attending a like men's basketball than like a woman's game mm. or you'll see as far as donors or sponsors it's more towards the male sport so that kind of was like you know how can I make an impact on that and you know just that thesis just made me have a better understanding of how all of that works right. now I, I was reading up on you and your, and your bio and we'll get more into that aspect because I think that was good but I don't want to forget about the fact that in college you were on the row team yes okay <laughs> wow Let's let, let's talk about that because that's I've a grueling sport. Yeah, never met a black rower. I, I was like, I was like, is he gonna take it there? No, Which is so true. I right. was the only black um, girl on the how'd team. You, how'd you get into that? So I was in a philosophy class, which was already like exhausting in itself because it's like it's so like you gotta not think, but it was just like I don't no, want to think that deep. Like you gotta no, you gotta go deep. Lord. You gotta think deep. Yeah. Where you come out philosophy of the class was and you're mine. just like. Ooh. Exactly, where you're just like, I just want to go inside because I feel like I'm in a dark place right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For real. But like one of my um, classmates, she was on the rowing team and she was from Canada. We had like a lot of Canadian rowers and like I would work out with her and everything and I just kind of really got into it and then I, I tried out. She's like, oh, we're having a tryout. So I tried out. The coach was impressed and um, yeah, kind of from there I just started rowing with them and I hated the morning workouts though. Like we had practice maybe five in the morning and it wasn't on campus. So we had to like take a bus, like the school Ooh. bus. Oh, that sounds so bad. The <laughs> like bus. the school bus um, yeah. and they will take us, but like so, um, campus security didn't know. So they'll just see like a group of girls on the corner oh. at night. <laughs> they thought y'all was tooting. Good Lord. Toot, toot. <laughs> Mm. Well, we all had sweatpants, but maybe that was a whole different kind yeah. of Yeah. <laughs> Low budget toots. <laughs> Just the toots. The second string toots. Not oh the classy ones. That's terrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, mm. I, I really liked it. I mean, spring breaks. We didn't have spring break. We had two a days, so we would go to Cocoa Beach Damn. in Florida. I mean, we had a great time there. I mean, again, like it was we were we were dead after practices because mm. they were two a days, but you know, we still had fun. <laughs> Is this a culture shock at any point? Like, 
No, it wasn't. I think I had a good coach. Um, like I said, one of my good friends, she was on the team, and you kind of become like a family bond gotcha. a lot. Um, but yeah, a culture shock where, you know, if you have your hair straight, oh, something is different. Right, like, right, oh, right. There is something different. Um, yeah. <laughs> or can I touch your hair? Which, again, I, oh I know gosh. it's a whole culture shock, and you know... Some, a lot of them were from Canada, so like you they know, don't, they don't get yeah. it, right, right, yeah. right, right. And you know, you have to think about people's intentions. Like, if it's an intention where I'm trying to like embarrass you, that's one thing. But if it's like they just don't know, mm-hmm. you just you know. Okay. Did they expect you to be the Le- LeBron James of the team? No. Okay, just making <laughs> one, sure. I was the shortest one, uh. which was really just funny because like a lot of times like the coxswain so that's the person who's like steering mm-hmm. the boat so the rowers they're rowing there but they're not seeing where they're going <laughs> so okay. you're just kind of going based off what the um coxswain is saying so like when we would like take the boat out the water and like put it over our heads i couldn't reach it so i'm just like have my hands Damn. up i was so short but you know i, I guess i made up for it <laughs> in other ways when yeah. rowing the boat what led you to kind of uh, take because I you said that you mentioned that you wanted to be like the editor in chief of you know like a Teen Vogue yeah. or a Seventeen you know which is so opposite from like an ESPN network what what kind mm. of led you to the sports route well you know what's so funny like for sports I love it because it kind of it meshes with entertainment mm-hmm. music. Um, I mean, even technology. For ESPN, they have different kind of camera usage. They have different kind of graphics that we use. And then on the entertainment, you know, Drake thinks he's a basketball player. So he'll always be there. Um, He's not. He's not, let me tell you. Russell Westbrook, I mean, that's actually the show before he even starts playing when he comes Mm -hmm. in his outfits. Mm -hmm. and Yeah, exactly. I'm always like, that's my thing. I try to do it, but I don't make it as cool as him. It's all right. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. I'm too old for it, so... He is so funny. He is. He's a great I do player. I like his outfits, though. Most uh, people are like roast him okay. for, but I love his outfits. Agree to disagree so on that one. He's Agreed unapologetic he's about it. Yeah, yeah. See, I like I like the confidence behind it. Yeah, because he be wearing some. He's tricks. like, I'm looking fly as hell. I don't know what you talking about, and I'm like, debatable, debatable, <laughs> debatable. But you see, that works for me because like you guys are still gonna talk about me whether Absolutely. it's on the court or of off the court. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. And he plays like a beast on the court. He can back yeah. it up. He can back up the shit he talks with with exactly. the outfit. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I you uh you were talking about like what you studied in grad school. Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting because I think a lot of that has to go into like sexism. So. Mm-hmm. We don't put enough emphasis on the WNBA, yeah. right? That we do on the NBA because mm-hmm. I guess for some reason it's not as marketable or exciting. Mm-hmm. So, was your intentions to get in kind of sports to change that perspective for women, or you just had it because of the love and the passion of sports? Mainly be- because of like the passion and love for sports, mm-hmm. and I know that you can do a lot with it. But you know, you also have to think of cause or yeah, uh, losing the word, but like supply and demand like mm-hmm. a network is giving what the people want mm-hmm. if the people are saying hey we want to watch the nba and then when they put the WNBA on the WNBA on and no one's watching it it's like it's still a business mm-hmm. like you don't want just you know oh check that we have that there but if you're losing out on the business you have right. to make sense espn has been doing really good on their initiatives for um WNBA games for our women college sports games and they're it's it's always a priority for them which mm-hmm. is what I love. I'm not part of those discussions, mm-hmm. but you know, I have colleagues who are telling me about it. They're excited about it. The teams are happy when social media is playing a, um, 
working with them together. Even like for the NBA handle, um, not the ESPN NBA handle, but the NBA one, they've been working with the WNBA. You'll see like when they're having their games, they're retweeting them. They're kind of sharing that info nice. because they want to show that collaboration. Right. And I, I think what you said about ESPN as far as like those, those brands sticking mm-hmm. together for female, like mm-hmm. for women too, anchors. Yeah. The, the the woman anchor has taken over in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the pleasure of sitting in on the J- Jamel Hill and Michael mm, Smith yes. interview for Hot 97, yep. mm-hmm. which I thought was amazing. I was there and I was just captivated. But you see these uh, independent women, strong, mm-hmm. strong independent women personalities now. You have her, uh, Carrie Champion, yeah. Sage Steele. So how does, it, how does it feel now, not to be on that side of the mm-hmm. camera, but to be writing... And being a publicist at a time where now for black women, you guys finally have a voice and a place in the sports realm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's a deep question. Mm. Um, Like at ESPN, I'm just so grateful that I'm around those kind of women and even professionals in itself because... You can't just hope for like women to help build you up. You need you need men. You need mm-hmm. white. You need black. You need Hispanic. You need you need like a group of people. And I just think it it really helps when you have people who I'll say like they look like you and they're more willing to help you. Right. What I love about Jamel, like whenever someone asks her for like opinion, oh I want to be I want to be on TV. She's like, don't say you want to be on TV. Say you want to be a journalist because mm-hmm. that's where it starts. Where right. anyone could be on TV. Reality stars on TV, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. What goes viral is the craziest things where, so don't say you want to be on TV because then, I mean, everyone wants to be on TV. Or when someone asks me, hey, um, I want to work for ESPN. I'm like, okay, well, tell me, what do you want to do? Oh, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, then you're just a fan. Mm. Yeah. There's a million fans. How are you going to stand out? Absolutely. Try to find a passion. Sometimes you may not know your passion, but then say, how do you want to make an impact? Because you have to stand out from just a fan. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my, I thought you had something. My fault. <laughs> no, I, I, thought- I mean, I do. Um, I totally, I mean... And P- PR can be such a a wild field. Yeah, I've heard just I've heard amazing stories and horror stories of all sort of things. Um, for what was what would you say has been your biggest win from being a publicist mm. for ESPN? Because there's been so many ups and downs with all the different types of shows and brands mm-hmm. that have come into play, sponsors. You know, what's been your biggest win? You think my biggest win is actually something really recent. I was working with Forbes. I pitched this idea of. Kind of just saying how ESPN is one of those networks and those companies who are putting an emphasis on giving women opportunities um, as far as evolving their role, especially on camera, on the NBA. So the writer, he spoke with um, Rachel Nichols, who she's just astounding to work with. Like, I mean, she's built a reputation. She's she's a hustler. She's a grinder. Like she's she wants her hand in everything. She's just Mm. not going to say, okay, well, you do that. You do that. I'm just going to try that. She's going to be involved with it a lot. Doris Burke, I mean... I love Doris like, Burke so much. <laughs> I love Doris Burke. She, I mean, Drake loves her too, so I don't know how you guys are going to work we'll that fight. out. But. We'll fight. I think I got a pretty good shot. I'm not going to lie. Without Drake the entourage. He's under his hand though, so watch out. That's true. That's true. He can financially ruin me. It's all right. Continue. But Continue. Doris, I mean, she's just so... I don't even know how to describe her, but she's just one of the nicest people to work for. Where um, when you're humble and you're just, you know, a go at what you do, it's just like 
it just kind of meshes together. And, you know, uh, the writer spoke of a few other people, and it was just such a good article because it kind of just opened people's eyes to what ESPN is doing and opening these opportunities. Even, like, at the time, it wasn't Jamel Hill, but that opportunity, doing SportsCenter... Oh, that's major. I mean, it's it's that's really... Sick. it's. Oh, I'm just yeah. I'm so happy for, for she and, and uh, Michael. That's yeah. just awesome for them. So did you start off at ESPN in... Uh, in PR or writing? Uh, PR. Okay. So how'd you kind of make the segue into writing as well? Because I feel like as as a person who works in a field where I was hired for one thing, trying to break through that door to get through, like get on air mm-hmm. at a radio station and get behind the camera on a radio, get in front of the camera on a radio station yeah. was tough. It, it took a lot of years. So how'd you kind of work up into that, work to that to be able to start writing? Um, for that, I think it's kind of just being curious, like mm. talking to everyone, but not always saying, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? What can you do for me? Sometimes, like, I mean, even in PR, it's about how are you cultivating that relationship? Like, and it's not, you don't have to have, like, this game plan, but, like, first, like, talk to people, like, where you're not asking for something. You're not asking for a job. And I think that's what helped me, where, you know, if I'm talking to someone, they're, I like to collaborate. So once... Mm. um. I see something, I'm like, oh, that would be really dope. I'm talking to this person. Oh, what about an article? I may hit up someone that I, I just kind of met and we built this relationship. And I'm like, oh, would you like, like, you know, so-and-so, that'd be good. I, you know, I know her. We can, and like, oh, let's make it happen. So I think that's what kind of helped that. But it's about those relationship building versus networking. I hate the word networking because I just feel yeah. like it's such a... It's not authentic. It's just like, it's oh. It's a pressure. Almost. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I it's like you're, too. you're for, like, I, I feel like, when you go to networking events, events. Yeah. I hate those. It's like, oh God. the small talk, you know why the small talk is there and it's not authentic, like mm-hmm. you said. Hey, so. what do you do? Hey, what do you do? Hey. Okay, take yeah. my business card. Yeah, because yeah. right. it's the angle, can I get your business card? And it's just like, I mean, sure. And I always say like for PR, it's you can have every, we have a blue book, the NBA blue book. It has all of the contacts. Okay, but the writer's getting pitched from a million other people. What are you going to, how are you going to stand out? Is that relationship? Is that FaceTime you're giving them? It's kind of like where you're building that reputation where they know that you'll deliver. Like if you're saying you're going to get them someone, you're going to get them that person. Mm. Absolutely. And it takes time. It's not like, yeah. oh, one month, great. It's going to, it's going to take a year. It's going to take two years. Like, <laughs> yeah. So how, how long did it take you to kind of get in the, the door of journalism? Um, I mean, I'll say like maybe a year. I mean, within PR, you're already doing a lot of writing. Um, for PR, you have you're the voice of the company. I'm I'm a spokeswoman for our NBA and some of our baseball properties, so I have to have and a little voice. league and little, and, little league. and and FIBA as well. There's a few other things. Okay, all right, <laughs> big things. We don't want to forget about the little leaguers. Yeah. So um, even like within that front, like I I don't know, like you. You just kind of have to just keep pushing, like where you're not just going to be part of what your resume says, mm. and say like for PR, like like I said, we're writing different things, whether it's a corporate voice, but then they'll kind of they'll see there's different opportunities that mm. you can do, but you have to be that person pushing the envelope. It's not just going to be given to you. Right. So for somebody, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but somebody who didn't like English. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's why we have editors. They help me out really good. Okay. I'm like for somebody who tried to stay away from English. An English class. I mean, you probably you found your 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 kind of calling. Calling, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. In English and writing. <laughs> Thank you. What kind of interest in the world works, right? Yeah. 
Well, what I was going to ask is that, um, you know, you're only 26, but you have a dream job. You have what so many people are right now working their asses off at. Some people at 35 working their ass off at, you know, a senior publicist at ESPN is, you know, like a dream title. But I'm sure that being that you're still so young, Mm -hmm. that there's so much more that you want to progress for yourself. You know, where do you kind of see yourself going down the line? Like, what is your ideal destination? Um, you know, it's funny. Someone asked me that, and I said, I just I want to build this reputation of being a sports professional, where it's like, all right, I know she's going to deliver. I know she's going to, you know, kick ass. I know she's going to go the extra step. It's not just going to be like, all right, gee, we want you to do this. No, I'm going to do this plus more before you even ask. So they know the expectation is always, you know, if she's on that project, wow, she's just going to do so much. Um, I love where I am at ESPN. There's just so much synergy that you can do with different departments. Mm-hmm. PR, like I said, you kind of are touching marketing you're touching programming you're touching journalism you're touching so many different things that you have a really good scope of the company and I love that so you know also kind of being that spokesperson for the company you're dealing with a lot of external media Mm -hmm. so like what's next I want to make sure that I'm continuing to make those relationships where my reputation is continuing to build that I am going to make an impact in whatever I'm a um, part of Mm. absolutely it's it's kind of like listening to like it's like a perfect kind of story coming <laughs> yeah, together like right? somebody so young really achieve like you only see in movies it's very rare i want it's you like those you know children geniuses that grow yeah like that grow up like yeah you're like you're like tj henderson right now like i feel like i'm For sitting real? next to the smart guy he's getting me mad because i'm like where was i where am i in this ladder. Right? I don't know where I am. I don't know. But skipped us. Yeah, skip <laughs> Way everyone past has a, us. Everyone has a different journey. Very true. <laughs> and a timetable. So yes, Very absolutely. True. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about because I think some people focus on the iceberg. The iceberg mm-hmm. meaning as soon as you came out the water, people thought that, boom, you just, like it was quick. It was mm-hmm. quick. You just arrived quick. Yeah. But a little bit about your journey. What was kind of the toughest part about you manifesting where you are now through your journey? What was kind of like those obstacles that you had to face and kind of overcome? Mm. Well, I'll say like, I love that you said that because um, like the iceberg, all you see is the title or you see the age. I'm like, I got so many no's before I got a yes. Mm. And I'm a big Joel Osteen fan. So I'm going to like screw up his like phrase, but it's just like, (laughs) you're going to have like a million no's before you get to that. Yes. But think of it like you're just, okay, I got to know. All right, just move on. Next note, move on. Okay, it's making me that much closer to my yes. But if you don't keep going through those no's, you'll never get to that yes. Mm. So, um, I mean, even in PR, I'm pitching all the time. And I get a lot of no's, but I also get some extremely good yeses. Mm. So, um, I forgot your question. (laughs) No, no, but like, yeah, some obstacles. So, like, I mean, you basically touched on Mm -hmm. it, but, you know, hitting those no's. Yeah. Um, you know, because some people think that maybe it was just easy for you because of your age, mm-hmm. or like not easy, but because you were you're already there, yeah. or even your the age. sacrifices, like right. So, and I think some people, especially millennials, like, oh well, I want to get paid to be an intern. Oh no, because there's a million other people who will do it for free. Right. Absolutely, and you Ooh. can't just feel like okay, well, like let's say like. Even though, like, I was 21, I had my bachelor's and my master's. Uh, so what? A million other people do, too. How, I, how was I going to do more? I was going to sports conferences. I was using my own money. These sports conferences aren't cheap. Um, I was going to work with the Washington Redskins while I was working at Hampton University. And again, both in Virginia, mm-hmm. but it was a three-hour difference. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah. using my own vacation to work training camp. 
because I wanted to have that exposure. I knew that if I wanted to be in the sports industry, even though like at Hampton University, I was working with sports and entertainment. And like, I mean, we had so many big names. It was HBCU. They always bring in Shout really good HBCU. names. T.D. Yep. Jakes was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Morial. We had just so many. I mean, Chris Broussard, who used to work for ESPN. I always mm-hmm. said... Um, working with him at Hampton University because he was a speaker, it was kind of like God giving me like a preview of what I was going to be doing because Whoa. a year later, I was working with him. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So like this struggle, we just want to, the, the basics of the question, we just want to impress upon you that the struggle is always going to be there, especially if anything that you want to yeah. do. Somebody taught me the difference between obstacles and uh, detours. Like mm. obstacles, you're supposed to go through them. You're supposed to figure out ways mm-hmm. to kind of cl- give it over them. When detours, you keep hitting your self, like hitting your head on the ceiling, mm-hmm. and it's meant for you to go around the corner, but you're making it hard for yourself, yep. yeah. right? <laughs> so, like that's what I kind of want to talk to because yeah. I think so many people. A story like yours is very rare, and it's like so many people are like, oh, she's 26, she's really doing it, she's senior publicist, but nobody kind of focused on how you got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that ladder it always focuses on the results, but not the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so. even when you get there, because I don't even feel like I've gotten there yet. <laughs> no one ever feels like yeah. that, especially when you know. You could be God, and still not feel like you're like y'all. Well, I could have. Well, they're super God. So. Right, right. <laughs> super saying God is over here, like oh, I'm half the age. I'm making more universes, exactly. you know. It's blasphemy. Sorry, Lord, but yeah. you understand what we're saying, yes, though. Yeah, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, nobody really focuses on that, but it's good that you can share your story. And thank you. Um, we're very proud and glad that you are up here. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to be here. You yeah. guys are so fun. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm not your friend right now, but we still have fun. Yeah, okay, I love you too. We gotta hang out afterwards too. So. Pop in, let's go. Yes. This is, this is, how often are you in New York? You know, I try to come at least once a month, but I, I may come more when the winter time. Even though I'm like even more north, I'm just like oh, I just hate the winter. But summertime, right. I'm definitely up here a little bit more often. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. That's perfect. Now you may seem very. Perfect on the outside, but I need to craft in on some sports related things oh, now. Remember, I'm not the analyst. So. No, you're not the analyst. <laughs> I'm pitching them to people right. to talk. So, <laughs> who's your favorite basketball team? You know, like I said, military brat. My okay. Brat. So I wasn't like living in Boston or New York where I had to have like that uh, loyalty. Mm-hmm. I'm very person specific. Um, okay. Right now, mm-hmm. I'm really loving Russell Westbrook because yes, yes. he's fighting for. His st- like I, I hear you on the style. I give you. I give you on that. <laughs> I think you should get MVP Ru- this year. I, I by far. Russ yeah. is amazing. I think you should Hold, holding the city, holding the team. Yeah. I think. I mean, you know that whole drama of Katie. He's like, mm-hmm. all right. I got that shit is hilarious, I got though. Like, I love how unfiltered he is about it. Like, he yeah. has no hold back. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll say anything. Yeah. And I, I like his spirit. His spirit is something that I kind of take back to the 90s where I was a huge, huge... I'm still a huge mm-hmm. basketball mm-hmm. fan, but I see the same fight that Kobe had. Yeah. The same fight that mm-hmm. Jordan had. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the fight that I'll do anything to win yeah. and to prove everybody wrong. Like, I can mm-hmm. make it. And, you know, Russell Westbrook, Kobe's like one of my favorite, he's one of my favorite players. Yeah. Like two, like top two. Mm-hmm. Um, number one. Okay. So for me personally, <laughs> for me top personally, five. top, all right, top five favorite players for me personally is Isaiah Thomas. And the only reason it's Isaiah Thomas, I know. Let me tell you why though. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of clients like, yo, what's good with you? He's like, click. Let me, let me. <laughs> No, no. Let, let me let me tell you why it's Isaiah Thomas. So, 
Isaiah Thomas for somebody that's my height, being a floor general. Yeah, being a floor general, doing it. First of all, when you got to guard Magic Johnson four or five times a year, Magic Johnson (laughs) 6'8", Isaiah Thomas 6'1", to do that and to be able to effectively win two championships back to back, it taught me a lot about just because you're small, Mm. that doesn't mean that you can stop the fight. So. He was the tough, one of the toughest dudes on the floor every night, day in, day out. Always gave his heart to the game. Despite his height. Despite his height. So, for me, of course, Jordan is always going to be, oh, holy grail. It's reckless, though. Ah, but I'm talking about as a, basket, <laughs> as a basketball player. Oh, I mean, Jordan is clearly the, the, the standard. But I think what Isaiah Thomas brought to the game, and from what I see, floor generals, as far as handle, like I know AI had better handle, but in in um in Isaiah Thomas's time, him and Magic was like real like handle God. Mm-hmm. So, and then as a floor general, I see so much of that in Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what I take away from Isaiah Thomas is his toughness, his him being gritty. So I see that in Russell Westbrook, yeah. never wanting to give up despite yeah. you facing better teams day in day out, but you still manage to go out there and give it your all. Yeah. So. Isaiah I mean, Thomas. but saying that about Isaiah Thomas, like being short, I mean, you take Steph Curry, who's another one of my favorite players because mm. he's relatable. Yeah. All right, Very I'm not the relatable. tallest one. Like LeBron James, he has that. He, he looks was, like your friend playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, exactly. And I, I love Ugh. that. And then, like, he kind of has, like, the, like, you know, him and his wife and his kids. It's just like, you don't always see that storyline no, in our basketball players or celebrities or athletes in general. You yeah. kind of forget he's also the son of a yeah. veteran. Yeah. You forget that every time I see him. Their, their, their family actually pisses me off a little bit because they're, <laughs> they're damn near perfect. Like, yeah. And Riley just had a dabbing off, dab off with one, like, random stranger. I can't, I'm like, I can't, I, can't, I can't do it. Like, the fact that Steph can go out and she, like the he shoots and just turns around yeah, and just continues real. to move day in day out. Uh, it, it really gets me mm-hmm. mad. <laughs> it pisses me off that the Warriors went seventy three and nine. The fact that they beat one of my favorite teams, the Chicago Bulls. As far as like you know, growing up, mm-hmm. I was a huge Bulls fan, of course, because mm-hmm. of Michael Jordan. But the fact that they beat their record mm-hmm. pissed me off. <laughs> like don't do it, don't do it. Uh. Right. <laughs> I prayed. I prayed that they would lose the finals, and they did. But that, I mean, that doesn't take away the 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 craft, and I think the grind that Steph Curry. I mean, he got be- definitely like he wasn't like this when he first came in the yeah. league. He got he better. His whole shooting, yes, that, and he talked about that. Where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you see me now, but you know. I want to cry because you're making me change up my whole game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the dedication that he has, I mean, you can't take that away. He's a a beast. Mm-hmm. A beast. I hate <laughs> And I hate Golden State. And Do, do you hate team. them because they're like a super team now? Yes. <laughs> yes. I hate the fact that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson can shoot from anywhere. Yeah. I hate the fact that Kevin Durant said, you know what? Y'all beat me, so I'm going to just come on. <laughs> I like, I hate Tom- that. I hate Klay Thompson to like know what's going on because half the time he's just like what no that's <laughs> just that? his face yeah, i'm like, just, just <laughs> i'm here to play basketball like, no. <laughs> and answer these questions he's like, like he's like the kid that never studied for a test and you will bust your <laughs> ass <laughs> for a week but he and they get a 98 what's wrong on all the answers but he happens to get everyone right that got me tight so ass. much that he just shoot he never looks like he knows what's going on <laughs> dude can sometimes Drop fifty at will, like mm-hmm. him and Steph are just amazing shooters, and 
Draymond Green. I mean, they have such a dynamic team. Their uh, bench is amazing. Yeah. Well, it's 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 damn it's damn near. You know, they they have They're a really stacked. solid team. They're like, stacked team. I hate it. <laughs> I don't like the fact that everybody is so buddy buddy in the NBA. <laughs> If I ever caught, if they I, want some beef, like they want no, some real. I, if I ever caught Magic and Michael <laughs> on the same team in a regular like series game, AI and Kobe, mm. Kobe and T Mac, like that's not fair. <laughs> you should well, want to be the Howard best. Was a thing. His, okay, hilarious. okay. First of all, that was probably my favorite thing that they did to Kobe. <laughs> I'm a diehard. I'm a Laker fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, Dahar. I thought he was all all about Brooklyn. You want me to be a Nets fan for real? Okay, that's Who wants to be a Nets fan? Nobody wants to be a Nets fan. At the moment. Nets fans don't want to be Nets fans. God bless their heart. It's really all I got to say about You're a Nets fan? Okay, good. All right, now I'm making sure. I'm making sure we don't have any Nets fans in the room. I'm not I'm, I'm not a Nets fan. I was a fan of Eddie Jones. They, they were, the Lakers were my first team that I liked on my own without mm-hmm. any influence. So when Mike retired, I was like, yo, the Lakers... Eddie Jones, one of my favorite players in college. Yeah. And I just stuck with it. And a guy named Kobe Bryant came along. <laughs> and I mean, he just happened to snap. So I was a huge, I'm a huge Laker fan. Um, Dwight Howard and Kobe Bryant together was one of the most straining <laughs> mentally. It was mentally and emotionally. <laughs> Talk so much shit at the beginning of that season because that's when they had Steve Steve Nash and mm, you know yeah. we had Pal and Steve Nash had just left the Suns. He left the Suns. He was a little old and you know I was like, but you know he's gonna be the facilitator that Kobe hair. needs. So I did have some flipping it. He was Still injured. Dribbling with tennis balls. Right. <laughs> I thought I had so much promise and. That was the decline of my spirit for the Lakers. Like, well, how do you feel about the Lakers now? Like, I'm still a Laker fan, mm-hmm. right? But we have some identity issues. We're a young, scrappy team. It's going to take us a few years. The bounce had, back had is drama not going to be. The Snapchat and the pictures. Yo. <laughs> you should never. Sn- okay, but snitching on your players, snitching on your teammates is a long lineage of Lakers. Like, Kobe oh, did it to Shaq. Yeah. I can't be mad. Like Kobe did it to Shaq. In the locker room, like, well, what is it? I don't know. It's something in the water. I have no idea, but I will stick with the Lakers day in and day out. It don't matter. Well, I remember um, one player I actually do really like. I do like him, um, but a lot of people just there's like I remember they were asking like, what's your most unpopular NBA opinion? And they said that um, Chris Paul is overrated. But to me, I think he is underrated. I think that he is still slightly slept on. Like, I feel like he does. I'm not saying that the Clippers are always trash or anything, Mm -hmm. but I think he does deserve a shot at being part of a squad that, you know, has a higher chance at winning, per se. I mean, I think him and Blake Griffin do well together. And I don't know him personally, but I feel like he does a lot of stuff outside of just his team and himself. For the NBA. um, He's a great ambassador. I like him a lot. Yeah. Chris Paul is probably... Um, one of my favorite players in the league right now. Mm-hmm. It's because again, like That's he, my cousin. <laughs> that is your last name. Yeah. Except it's not your cousin. It's my cousin. Okay, we can just you can't tell same way the Pope. <laughs> yeah, I know. They the almost look like damn near the same. And Sean Paul are my cousins. Wow. Yeah. Don't we claim one of them. I'm not gonna tell you which one. <laughs> Make that decision for yourself, but I look, whatever. <laughs> Paul Paul's stick together. So Paul's do stick about. together. I hate you. <laughs> Hate you. Um, no, he's just one of my favorite. Like again, he he he's one of those players from the old. Mm-hmm. 
just because I've seen him play basketball and compete day in, day out. Not buddy, but well, he's buddy, buddy with LeBron and Karma. But aside from that, like he goes hard, he, he competes. Yeah. He knows they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Warriors beat them nine times in a row. He still went out, said, hey, look, I don't care. I will fight. And he's just a, he's a, we don't have much floor generals. Something is getting written on the wall. Paul was supposed to go to the Lakers. Is that what you want to say? Hell yeah, he's supposed to go to the Lakers. Let me tell you something. (laughs) The fact that we got all these super teams and David Stern blocked that trade from going after it already happened. (laughs) This one thing before you announced it on ESPN, they announced it. There was writings. There, there was articles. It hurt my heart. Could I imagine? I, I couldn't. <laughs> Kobe and Chris Paul, it hurt my soul. It hurt when his. They, yeah. You already know he probably cried himself to sleep that night. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to the Clippers. But then he made the Clippers popping. And then they were busting the Lakers' ass. And then I was mad. Yeah. Because I'm like, we yeah. can't have Chris Paul. That would have been... I shed a tear. <laughs> I should, no, I shed a tear. I, I got mad because you can't renege. It's not a spades game. You can't renege on a player. They reneged. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just ranting. Yeah, Wusa. That's why I have. I don't have any gray hair now. Thank God, Wusa. Where's the wood? Where's the wood? Yes. Not gonna hold that shit. Yeah, I don't need it. But okay, so Russell Westbrook. This is a good pick. I was skeptical. I didn't know. You know where I was going with that. I didn't right? know where you were going. So you're gonna be like, oh yeah, huge Warriors fan. I was like, get out, get out right now. You can like get out. bandwagon fan, get out. Band- bandwagon <laughs> fan, get out. Take your Fruit Loops and get on out. Uh, look, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, I'm glad we were able to delve into your, yeah. your story, uh, where you're going, where you were, and the fact that you are. A Russell Westbrook fan <laughs> does kind of give you the thumbs up of approval. Absolutely. Thank Definitely you. Does. Good choice. Good choice. Now, uh, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Valentine's yeah. Day is tomorrow, the yeah. day of lovers, allegedly, and commercialism. I can't wait to men. get my anonymous flowers that end up being from my grandparents. <laughs> and I hug. get mad no, high for two hours that I get a call. Did you get the let me hold your hand. Let me hold your hand. That 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 hurt me. Yeah. It's all right. But it happens almost Somebody loves you. <laughs> and it's grandma and grandpa. And my father. And okay. You know what? But I'm with you. My dad, every year he sends me flowers, like roses. Like that's kind of just whether I'm with someone or not, he always sends me roses. But you gotta roses. put a big ass sign that says from dad at the top. <laughs> I'm not trying to Because it's repellent. I'm not trying to this whole secret by like, oh my god. Your dad is doing that on purpose. Somebody He wants to keep he wants to keep away the guys. So you can be a nun. I'm gonna be married one day, and I have like have anonymous flowers for my grandparents and my dad, and so and my husband's gonna leave me like, bitch. You better return those. Like, what is from? I don't know. Oh God. Yeah, my dad always would send me flowers, and he said that should be the expectation for whoever you're with. Wow. They have to do more than what I can do for you. Wow. No, that's true. And his, I told my dad, I said, if we're walking down the aisle one day, and that man doesn't have tears in his eyes, turn me the fuck back around. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. Uh, He agreed. He agreed. He agreed. Why? So you're saying you're not gonna cry. I'm I'm saying the expectations of me I crying. I will never look that beautiful ever again. You ask better fucking cry. That's not true. You don't. No, know I will that. never look that beautiful. That's again. crazy. You should you set in the bar. All right. So if you say that, then what I got for what I got to look forward to? Honeymoon. Shit. 
basics. You're going to have to put up. No, 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 no. Day two of marriage sweatpants all day. <laughs> you better put some long, lingerie all under up them. in this sweater Put pocket. some lingerie underneath. <laughs> put some lingerie under lingerie. them sweatsuits. Yeah, lingerie. I don't believe in silent letters. <laughs> uh, I spell it how it is. Lingerie. Oh, yeah, I forgot that 2017 was 2017. Every we pronounce everything the way it's it. spelled. Okay. All right, Salmon. Salmon, Merlot, <laughs> Peanut, <laughs> Noir, yeah, all that, or Savion, Gong. Moit. Pronounce that Moit. Pronounce that G in there. <laughs> pronounce that G in Savion. Get that G in there. But yes, okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna cry. But that should not be the expectation. The expectation is that I'm here because I wanted to marry you. Mm-hmm. Eh. Crying could be cherries on top, but maybe you're allergic to cherries. I don't know. That's what, you know what? I'm not even mad at you saying that. I'm allergic to everything. So See? Boom. Shit, by then, I'll probably be allergic to cherries. Exactly. Too. So I don't even know if I'm going to cry. But the fact that I'm there and I willingly said, you know what? I want to shack up with you despite that you're crazy as hell for the rest of my life. That should say something to Oh, my enough. God. I really hold that my husband says that in his vows. Like, That's, I'm totally fine with him saying, despite the fact that you're crazy as hell, you're the crazy as hell I want to spend with. Exactly. You're the crazy as hell I would compromise and, and, and fight together as a unit together. with, despite you being crazy as hell. It's fine. Right. I'm totally That's fine. fine. Crying is a, come on now. What? I should be that fucking beautiful. Turn me the fuck back around. Find me someone you that will find me that fucking You are that. See? Shit. Here goes the women <laughs> shit again. <laughs> You always want A plus and then extra credit work. Extra credit work. I don't got 103 in me. I got 100, okay? You're not going to get 103 every time. You're not going to get 103 every time. You get 100. You get a 4.0, not a 4.2. You right. In fact, I want to marry you should be enough. You right. Because y'all are crazy. You right, because the day someone tries to marry me, I'd be like, where are the cameras? I'm like, you sure? You sure you want to do this? You know me, right? I'm not going to believe it. <laughs> okay, so Valentine's Day. Um, I need best Valentine's Day experiences. Oh, I'm out. You're out. I'm already out too. Y'all are out? <laughs> Bitches got broken up with last year on Valentine's oh, Day. Oh boy! So let's do competition for oh, worst, no. and I'll win. Yikes! She <laughs> she got you. You got one? yeah. You got me on that one. Wait, uh. <laughs> so do you think it's uh? I guess I guess you guys, for your perspective as as strong dynamic women. Is it hard to kind of maintain these kind of relationships through the holidays like Valentine's Day? Do you see yourself? Have you had successful Valentine's no. Day? I no. I have, but I think Damn. like, I mean, I'm even sorry. if you're Give like on a hustle or a grind, you can always figure something out if you mm-hmm. want to do it. Right. Like mm-hmm. it, it's dependent on if you want to do it. It's dependent on where your priorities are. Maybe yeah. that's not your priority, then it will show in a relationship. Mm-hmm. How do you manage that? How do I manage that? Well, I'm not in a relationship. So right, right, right. I don't have to manage it. Right. But I'm sure like dating, it has to be interesting to find somebody who, and I'm not saying you're all about status or money mm-hmm. or anything, but to find somebody that's kind of equally a yeah. counterpart, it's kind of difficult, somebody for your age. Yes and no, I guess. I guess... I guess I would say yes since I'm single. I guess that would make sense, it's okay. right? It's okay. 
We got some fruit loops for you. Fruit well, loops. my whole thing with Valentine's Day is I understand the men that always say, you know, like, why just show that type of affection one day a year? True. But my whole thing is that, like, if you're going to claim that, you got to make sure every other day of the year mm-hmm. it does make your girl at least not showering her all the time with, like, all this mm-hmm. affection and love and gifts and no. But you should at least be making her feel that special 24-7 if that's the case, even through thick and thin. Yeah. And my whole thing is that that's what men forget. Men always mm-hmm. want to claim the whole... I think that, And I feel like that's Not a, true. Well, I'm saying a lot of men. I'll Don't say generalize. There's some okay, good I brothers out here. <laughs> the, but there's a lot of Case men that will use that as the excuse, but then there's other days of the year where like... They're not. They're not delivering that. So it's kind of. I feel like a lot of people use as a the that as a cop out for mm-hmm. the actual holiday itself. And you have to think about that person. Like as far as the guy. Sorry guys, but like mm-hmm. you have to think about. Will my girl like this because it's Absolutely. Valentine's Day? You have to kind of take yourself out of it because it's not about them. It's about the girl. Yeah, and, 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 girls, <laughs> and that's a problem. Though. But girls are. Ju- I feel like that's girls are just as responsible of catering to the man as well for what they want. So if the man, if they know their fa- the man's favorite Day? dish, if they know that there's like a little gift that would be special to them of something that they like, there's thought that should be on both sides. Yeah. It's not just a woman's holiday, but it's also not a man just giving, and it's not a man. It is making a woman's excuses. holiday. Though. I mean, it's a Hallmark holiday at the end it is. of the day. And women have subscribed to but it. But it's like, also like, so is Mother's Day. Are we not going to celebrate Mother's Day because it's a Hallmark we holiday? We don't even, we barely celebrate Father's Day. So let's be honest. <laughs> let's well, be honest. Out. Huh? I go all out. Well, shout Father's out to day. you. I'm not going to say everybody, <laughs> but um, shout out to you. But it's definitely a holiday for women. Well, yeah, it could I, be for guys too. They get brownie points. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> damn brownie points. <laughs> it's like in King of Queens when Kevin James at, he like went on the trip to the spa and he got tortured and he's like, I want my extra credit, so can I go to Vegas the next weekend? <laughs> That's what it's for. Like you got Unrealistic. to us to get your extra Unrealistic. credit to go. <laughs> Unrealistic. No, 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 no. No, that is a crazy way of looking at it. But I, I do think that it there should be effort on both parts. Just it to, should. I mean, I feel like it's the same way. Like you know, it's kind of like saying, "Oh, you're not going to celebrate an anniversary." Mm-hmm. You know, when that comes up, like that's a big feat, also. You know, so I feel, I feel Still like though. there should there are certain days out of the year that might be a little bit more celebrated and mm-hmm. more affectionate and a little more. It needs to be a balance. Time. I believe yeah. in balance. Yeah. Who who here as a man has gotten a great Valentine's Day gift? That was not sex. Let's take that out of the equation. Who has gotten a great Valentine's Day gift? A whopping nobody. So let me say, let me let me turn this back on you since y'all like to turn and flip flop. Well, no, listen, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Okay. I engraved a watch for my boyfriend year like years ago. Mm-hmm. I engraved my watch. For him, like you I, I got your a, watch. no, sorry, I gave him a watch that I bought and I engraved it with like song lyrics that we we both meant something That's to nice. us, and I gave it to him as our gift. He didn't have anything. Okay. Not even like a flower petal. He fucked up. Yeah. So ever since then, I'm just like, so why am I putting in all of this effort for a gift? Oh, don't give me but that generalization. A, but the thing is, for me, I would have been happy with just a card. Because I like when people share their emotions. So don't say that girls don't do anything. Sometimes. I'm not saying girls don't do anything. I said, all I asked was, what was a gift that wasn't sex? That was a great gift that we as men, the men in this room, the men that are listening, got received (laughs) on Valentine's Day. That's all I asked. Anything? Nothing? Nothing. No? Nothing? 
Nothing. Yeah, no, I don't believe that. Nothing. <laughs> Gee, have you Y'all definitely a, got one of those Looney Tune cards in kindergarten. Stop it. Stop it. Bugs I was, Bunny. Something. I was washed in kindergarten, so <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. I didn't have front teeth, so Ooh. that's where I got this lisp from. There's an S in there, and that's what I hate, too. That's a different conversation, <laughs> but that's so cruel. Anyway, Gia, have you given a great Valentine's Day gift? I think for, for me, I'm always going out of my way for holidays because I like holidays, but mostly like birthdays. Yeah, okay. I'm all about birthdays. Christmas, I don't do it because then I feel like if I give someone then that person feels obligated, whether that's like a person you're with, just kind of like friends or anything. Um, but Valentine's, yeah, I'm I'm a person I love to write, you know, so I really go out for the card. Like uh, what I'm writing is going to be like very personalized and everything. Absolutely. And then the gift, like that's kind of secondary because I just feel like I'm always giving. And I think like for whoever it is, you got to kind of see what, what that person is about. Are they... I don't want to say materialistic, because all of us have some kind of materialistic want, whether it's like, well, I would like a necklace or I would like a watch or something. Um, But you you just got to do something different that's not where, let's say y'all did break up or something where it's like, you'll always remember that Valentine or you'll remember that person and you just kind of set the bar. That's true. Absolutely. That's very true. And what I like... You can give me a card. You can give me a dope card. Mm-hmm. I really feel like cards, like cards. I think those. I, I mean, I keep my cards. Card, so I keep yeah. I keep all my cards. Mm-hmm. Like my my birthday cards for my my parents. I keep Same my cards. Here. You know what I'm saying? Because cards cards mean something. Because mm-hmm. material you share things. Your right, right, yeah. right. So I, I'll take a dope card. So shout out to you for the card. Yeah. And the thing you don't even gotta do too much. Men are simple. Mm-hmm. If y'all didn't know, we are simple. Some. This, some. <sighs> I feel like. <laughs> I feel like you guys make it, you, you think too complex about us. You we know how really many men simple. out there, literally, like how many of those other men that are not the sum, that are in the not okay. simple. Yeah, because we don't like to generalize on this show. Care about like how sh- sh- like are shallow enough to care about like how big your ass is or how small your waist is. And that's a whole like compartment of what they put in their standards. Not as dumb. So that's not, but that's what I'm saying is like some men are not simple. And that's a big factor. But even that, that's, that's simplicity. It's it's because spend twenty thousand dollars on surgery. No, you you can see where their their mind is. You can see where they aren't, where they are, and where they aren't are not. So that's simple. They're saying, "Hey, I love a woman with a small waist and a big ass." I guess, but that's that's what we want. Not we, as you know, but I'm saying that's that's what that person wanted. Yeah, you know, but I I feel like men men are men are simple because we're you know. Have, most of the time we're dumb. We we don't think about the women think about the end goal, the process in between. Like y'all think about all the steps. That's why y'all are such great cheaters. Wow, oh, <laughs> Lord. Am I am I lying here, fellas? Yes. What? Oh, you said fellas. Sorry. Right. I'm lying. Y'all are not great cheaters. We gonna sit here and act like y'all are not the original. Y'all not the OGs of cheating. Well, I know I'm not. Okay. <laughs> it's quiet for that. But if y'all wanted to cheat, y'all could. Absolutely the fuck not. You know why? Because I have a conscience. Yeah, I was going to say, Can't do yeah. It. Even like, like, and to karma. Me, like, yeah, oh yeah. God, that's my worst fears. But here's, but here's where it comes down. So maybe y'all won't initiate it, but <laughs> you guys have had the Are opportunity. No. I say you guys. <laughs> I say you guys. I say you guys. Good one. Good one. You guys. I think, I think women have the capability just because most of, most of women. They see the the steps that men take, and they go, "Look at him; he's just being dumb." 
Look at him being dumb. I already know where this is going to go. <laughs> I already know. And there's a trap, and he fell right into it. There you go. So well, women, men are stupid with the way they cheat, but that doesn't. Yeah, absolutely but I'm not right. saying that women are any better. You guys aren't stupid. We can be. You guys attack. You know how stupid we are. A lot of us wanted, like a lot of us, will stay with a not good man. Now, that gives us half when we give a hundred percent. That's now that's too. now that's true. We have our moments. That's not cheating though. If you guys wanted to cheat, that's all I'm saying is we have our moments. No, okay, yeah, definitely on that. Fuck. Definitely on that. Men, men were, were were smart on that aspect. We'll go. Ah, nah, she's not worth it. Or <laughs> what? <laughs> she's worth it for the time being, but I'm gonna have a girlfriend on the side because you know that's. I'll wait for her glow up and then be like, okay, well, now we can be together. Jesus <laughs> motherfucking Christ. No, I'm just letting, I'm letting you know this how, this how men and women operate. Not generalizing. But what I'm saying is that you guys have the capability to be better cheaters than men. Probably because, not that I would know from experience, but of like, course. because like maybe it's a more of a, um, an emotional tie. Yes. That could be it. So you're kind of being more yes. investing. Y'all are surgical. With the people y'all pick out. No, it's very true because a lot of us, like, yeah, men really do kind of base it on either looks or the fact that they're not <laughs> arguing, like, the girl that they're with or whatever, like, simpler things while women are like, you know, stimulate my mind, stimulate <laughs> right. my body, stimulate See? my heart. See? Look. <laughs> Crazy, right? Shookness Crazy. The room. Ugh. Crazy. We just be thinking about, like, when men cheat, it's not, like... I don't think there's any emotional, a lot emotional. It can can be, be, but women like when I've I've seen the cases that women cheated, and it's always been. Who are you hanging out with, man? (laughs) I hang out with a lot of women. I hang out with a lot of women, but that's good though because I'm able to peep game. The reason why men don't understand women is because we don't hang around them enough. Mm -hmm. It's not, there's never platonic relationships. Mm -hmm. It's always like, I have to be with her or we have to have sex. And, Mm -hmm. you know, hanging around a lot of women, you get to peep game from all their relationships and the circles they've been in. So, But then you see in movies where that guy starts falling for her or that girl falls for him. Yeah, that's true. But I I I I try to, I really try to keep lanes separated. Mm Mm-hmm. If I work with you, I've been in situations where I have had, um, you know, I tried to do like work relationships mm-hmm. and it didn't work. Yeah. So I kind of rule of thumb, learn from that already, yeah. boom, that was it. Um, Wouldn't that suck if you just knew that your soulmate was like your coworker though? And you were just like, nope, yeah. I kept that rule. Like, and I know it's not going to go well, but they could be your soulmate. That's all right. Quit. And you never want to think of love the me, what quit. if. Yeah, that's true. Wait, if you love what? me, what about they, like, why can't you quit? Cause, and that's what? a fact. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's just it. I don't have an uh, answer for that. Men are the worst explainers of anything. On not the true. Earth. Not true. You're generalizing. You're, you're generalizing. No, you want to know why? You want to know why? Because in society's eyes, if you don't have a job, you can't be sleeping. That's on. your answer. Women, women go. You're not sleeping on my couch. If your soulmates, okay? they won't care about that shit because they're not materialistic. Uh, Speak for yourself. If they're your soulmate, mm. not if they're a good woman, see? but they're okay. That's I see what you're things. saying. I see what you're saying. You said, huh? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Um. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I get it. Yes. Okay. Maybe. But all I'm saying is this: the main point. See, women like to bring it around. Bring it around. <laughs> the main point is that Valentine's Day, in my opinion. 
should be both partners then. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I, was about to say, I think we all agree, agree on that. that. Okay, just making sure. We <laughs> all agree with that. So if you're with somebody, okay? You can't just if expect, you're with somebody. you have to... You know, no, you have to... It. But I'm not yeah. going to send no anonymous motherfucking flowers. Why? Ugh. Well, not time. Uh, maybe not time. With my track record of rejection, <laughs> no. But you, you're you're good right now, right? Oh boy! I just don't like to put it out there, but you know. Okay, well, you put I mean, everything really else my, out there. Who knows? I really might only give flowers to my grandparents. All I'm saying is this: I don't know. Or See, I, I don't want anybody to not get. Not for my grandparents, and as soon as for my grandparents, to be like, damn it. <laughs> <sighs> I don't want to get anybody in trouble. All I'm saying is this. <laughs> Both parties should bring something to the table. Absolutely. Okay. Whether it's a home-cooked meal. We like simple stuff. Like, keep it simple, y'all. Cook. Maybe a massage. <laughs> the way he said that. Damn. Cook. Just what cook. they can't cook? The Yo. frozen lasagna at Target? No. Absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, girl, I'm what am I? Too. I'm a stepchild? Yeah. You treat me like a stepchild. Or put it in the slow cooker so that way it does it all day for you. Okay, you don't care about me. All right, you, you deep free, you, you okay, slow cooking lasagna. Olive Garden will just bring it. Ooh, girl. Oh, you get the breadsticks. You. Free breadsticks. Endless breadsticks, <laughs> weight in my heart. That's fine. Do it. You know what I'll do? Maybe I should just put like breadsticks from, no, the salad from Olive Garden with red lobster biscuits and then just combine it with all these different dishes from different places. Oh, that's actually very that's nice. Not, that's not, yeah. and it's thoughtful. And complicated, right? So I put an effort. I it is. I make like mad phone calls, mad Dog. seamless orders, whatever. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah, def- like what I'm saying, and that's a, that's a great, that's a great thing to really think about. Like it's not even about the meal itself. It's the fact that you maybe put together his favorite meals. Mm-hmm. Yes. Combine them in one. Thought. Really, that's the it's key. Thought. The key word there is thought and effort. Yes. That's, that's why cards are important. Super important. So, Agree. you know, you're keeping up your perfect streak. So far, <laughs> it's a little shaky. I don't know. That last one, man, <laughs> it definitely was an obstacle. It was an obstacle. You may need to treat it like a detour. Go around. Go around. I don't know. Um, But I'm wishing both of you, uh, whether you're with or with, not with anybody, a wonderful Valentine's Day. All right, back at you, man. Okay, and if I could, if I had money, I'd get you both roses. Well, we're waiting for the card, so. (laughs) Here's a beer. In the meantime, (laughs) it's the thought that counts, okay? Mm -hmm. All right, well, we got to wrap this up. I want to say, Gia, thank you. Thank you, So much for having you. Uh, So much for being here, embracing us. Motivating us. Motivating us. Right. I mean, I the energy here was just awesome. I just I just feel like we've known each other for like quite yeah. some time. So that's some more. <laughs> that's some more. Yeah, you're a play cousin for real. You are uh, <laughs> a, a, not even an honorary play cousin. You can come back in the crib anytime you oh, want. Nice. Fruit Loops. We got it. We got two. <laughs> we got all kind of stuff. Thank you for coming. Uh, if people want to find you, follow you. Uh, follow your dynamic story. And your 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 glow up, your continuous glow up. Where can they find you? Um, definitely follow me on Twitter. Um, it's my full name, so Gianina G I A N I N A underscore ESPN. I'm always giving kind of behind the scenes, whether that's you know we have our analysts, so maybe that's Sage, maybe that's Chauncey, maybe that's T Mac, um, whether that's you know the players, um, even. You know, whatever whatever game I'm at, where I'll be like in New Orleans for All Stars, so I'll be having a lot of behind the scenes mm. there too. Can we go? 
you know, I don't see the reason why you can't. All right. I heard it. It's per diem, too. Plane ticket. Hey, we lit. You heard it here first. For free, okay? Yeah, for free. Come on. That's beautiful. Now we have some place to go during All-Star. How far? Yes. Come on. We're going to be so lit. I know. When we get to New Orleans, we're not going to be able to get in contact with us. Absolutely like, not. The number is <laughs> not, not in search. <laughs> Message E-F-G. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Perfect, perfect. So um, we look forward to having you back, too. Yeah. Please come absolutely. on back. Absolutely. And uh, we'll party. We'll go to a bar. I'll you dinner for breaking us into your schedule as well. Okay? <laughs> Love it. Cool. Lindsay, where can they find you? Uh, Lindsay India, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, India, the country, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, I guess, um, lindsayindia.com, and I have my Put My Anxiety in Rice coming back. We doing it. Yes. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. I told you, stay, stay steadfast with that. It's coming again. That's so, right. Don't yes. let nobody take you off the block. You got a good series <laughs> there. Here we go. Okay, you can uh, follow me at it's Jameer, I-T-S-J-A-M-E-E-R on Twitter and Instagram. I am Jameer, J-A-M-E-E-R on Snapchat. And if you're over 40, as I always like to promote, <laughs> and you feel like you need the insight of my life from 2006, you can follow me on Facebook, all right? <laughs> Jameer Pond, P-O-N-D, and I'm there. Um... Uh, just want to thank I you really guys. I really want a fan of our show who's over, over 40 to find you on Facebook so bad. Please find me on Facebook. So I know. I don't even have a Facebook. Ooh. I never uh, had one. What? Mm. I know. That's always the weird thing. I never had one, but I would use my friends. Like, if I was talking to someone, like, oh, I got to, like, see, like, who's friends with. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So I found the floor. You're crazy. There we go. All right. Yeah. I, knew there was a, I knew there was a floor. You're crazy. Perfect. by myself. Perfect. All right. Cool. This makes. I'm, right. sure, I'm sure you've done that. Uh, no. I'm straight up with mine. <laughs> I look on your page the myself, lies. but I didn't have one. Right, but you could have got one. You I chose. didn't want one because it would be a distraction, which you know, like you're studying or something. Oh, let me see what's going on Facebook. I, I'm, I'm a normal child. I was distracted plenty of times <laughs> for failed, other reasons. Failed so many classes. No, no, I was great. I was great. No, I was great. There's the floor. There's there's the clink in the armor. There you go. There we go. You're crazy. Perfect. I I'm feel normal. more ease. See, I you're normal. You. Thank God. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been Play Cousins. We we will see you next week. Happy Valentine's Day to all the lovers out there. Woo. Um, happy Side Chick Day for the people who just you know feel like <laughs> they want to promote it. Look, February fifteenth. Salute to y'all too. <laughs> February thirteenth, Valentine's Day. Gal, I don't know what that is. What for is all that? All the girlfriends. Oh. All the girls get to get together and love each other. Mm, okay. I heard that. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been Play Cousins. We're going to investigate on that a little more. Uh, this has been Play Cousins Podcast. We out. Peace. See you next week. Peace.